Hey everyone, it's Dan. Hope you're having a great day whenever you're listening to this. We have one week left for our giveaway for of the 3D resource guide from the Center for Parent and Youth Understanding. Uh, if you would like to enter for a chance to win those resources for your ministry, you can find the link that Jordan and I shared from our podcast uh, on our Facebook profiles. You can go to uh, either Jordan's or my own Facebook page and find the link to our podcast and share it from there. The reason you weren't able to share it from the group is because it's a private group and that's just the way Facebook is running right now. So if you'd like a chance for you to enter for a chance to win these resources, uh, that is what you can do. You can go onto our Facebook profiles and share the episode link from there. And every time you share that, that is another entry for you to be able to win these excellent resources uh, for your ministry. So that being said, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is Flyover Ministry. Welcome to April. We are in a new topic this month. And with summer gearing up, I realize that it's a little late, but better late than never. We are talking about Vacation Bible School. Jordan, let me ask you this. Are you familiar with Vacation Bible School? Indeed, I am. And I don't even have a really smart answer for you this time. No smart answer required. All right. Yeah, and so one of the things that we were thinking about as we were putting this up is recognizing that as we're talking specifically about small church congregation, small church ministry, um, there is a, a, a vast difference of what you'll see in the area of VBS. And if your church is one that does VBS, uh, I've encountered small churches that have been able to go all out. I have encountered small churches that have budget constraints that make it obvious that they have budget constraints. Uh, but if you look through any of the material, you can see like they have this whole front of this massive room landscaped and everything. And you're just like, okay, that does not seem feasible. So we wanted to talk about this, especially since uh, summer's coming up. Some of you might have your VBS plans down. Some of you might be thinking, ah, we got to think about that. Some of you might be like working with a different group on bringing a team to help out with that. So hopefully this is going to be helpful as we broach the subject today. But we want to start off today as we're thinking about VBS with some fundamentals, um, basically asking the question that we've brought up before uh, as we're talking about evaluating and stuff. Um, why? Why do we do vacation Bible school? And there's multiple answers, and we're not going to try to claim to know the answer that your congregation has. Um, but Dan, why would you say are some of the reasons that you have had VBS in the past? Well, I think, uh, thanks for that setup, Jordan. I think one of the bigger reasons is because we've always had it. And I know that sounds a little uh, cynical and, uh, and whatnot, but you know, having something because we've always had it is a reason that we, we continue on in tradition and traditions are great. You know, there's a lot of tradition in the church, 
when, uh, especially when we consider uh, churches that are based more in liturgy and um, in the like, as far as their worship styles, you know, you're inviting people into something ancient and there's something great about being able to say the Lord's prayer and the apostles creed. And, you know, as speaking as Lutherans confessing our sins, uh, that's a big part of our worship service. You, you traditions aren't necessarily bad, but doing something because we've always done it doesn't allow us an opportunity to think of uh, ways to improve or innovate beyond that. So not just tradition, but we've also looked at this as a source of discipleship and outreach for our church. Uh, our parish does not get a team of people from, I know our Bible college puts out summer teams and they go around uh, the country to area churches that, um, you know, the churches provide housing and uh, a stipend for them to come and help out with their vacation Bible school. And that's great for them because that allows them to have some kind of connection to the Bible college. And uh, it allows kids to see, you know, hey, here's some, here's some older kids that are older students that love Jesus, who care about them and who are willing to give up their summer to do vacation Bible school. And I was on one of those teams and you were as well. And I will mm -hmm. say that after 10 weeks of nothing but VBS and maybe a couple of camps thrown in there, um, it's pretty exhausting. <laughs> it is. You are and, and realizing that you're in your late teens, early twenties when you're doing that, but it's still, you get to the end of the summer and you're kind of just drained and you kind of want to see other people besides your teammates. And, you know, that's, it, it was still a really great uh, point of uh, my testimony, uh, just thinking of the things that God taught me during those, those weeks on a summer team. But uh, back to my discipleship outreach point for our church, we don't get a team. Instead, we recruit people from around our church to take part in uh, teaching, uh, to help out with snacks, to be greeters in the parking lot, to be willing to talk to adults who, you know, maybe they, you got adults who drop kids off in the parking lot and wait for a couple of hours while their their kids are there, we've got a we've got a, a what do we call it a hospitality team I think is what we've called it in years past where there's like uh, water and maybe some snacks outside for people to just hang out and talk outside of the quiet outside in the quiet compared to inside with the chaos of a bunch of kids running around the church. Um, it serves as a chance for us as well to uh, reach people that. Uh, usually don't come to church. Uh, a lot of people are really keen to have their kids uh, come to something like this because, you know, uh, they always went to it as kids. And this is something that, you know, grandma and grandpa kind of want to watch kids sing some songs at the end of the week. And uh, it serves as a way for us to even get into the community and say, hey, we've got something going on this week during the summer when nothing else is going on. Um, I know that sometimes you just need a break from kids and we'd love to be able to take care of your kids for a couple hours. This is what we're going to do for these hours. And uh, if this sounds like something that you're interested in, uh, we'd love to be able to uh, help you out in that way. And it does build some connections with the people around the town. Jordan, what reasons, and I don't know if there's some intersection here or some overlap, but what reasons does your church have for doing VBS. Before I get to my reasons, I just want to mention that what I heard you say is vacation Bible school is like the Apostles' Creed. 
and oh, no. I'm just going to run with that, like tradition. Oh, no. So I'm just kidding. Uh, <sighs> no, that's fun. Maybe um, we need to hit restart on this episode. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But I think I think what you're pointing out just points to the significance of this question because your answer is going to be very different than mine, even just in the approach. And I think sometimes we can look at VBS and we can kind of start addressing this downstream for where we should be starting. Um, there's some assumptions that are put into place as to the why we do this and how we do this and what the purpose of it is. And when we do that, uh, you might find some some frustration from people in the congregation, from um, council even, as far as their expectations versus your expectations. Um, this does take some communication. So as we're talking about that, I'll, I'll highlight some of the things that I've encountered too. Uh, tradition is a really big one. Um, I think that there's just this concept of, you could look at the history of Vacation Bible School, even the history of Sunday School, and going way back to the Industrial Revolution and look at like, what was the impetus for this to begin with mm -hmm. and how it was an amazing program at that time for this purpose. But since then, you know, the church sometimes has a habit of when there's something successful for a period of time, we just need to keep on doing it in perpetuity because it worked once. And, and, in, and in the way that it was done in years past. Yes. So, so there's some congregations that might operate that way. Like you, you talk about not doing VBS or changing it. And all of a sudden it's like, what? You know, it's kind of, I don't know if this is necessarily worse in the Lutheran church, but the old joke is how many Lutherans does it take to change a light bulb? And the answer is change. Change? Like what, what is change? Right. It's like, we're still rocking candles. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but but that we want to recognize that. And, and again, laying the foundation for the understanding of the why. Um, some other whys that you are different than what you talked about. Um, some are going to have their VBS program being like, this is one of our core community outreach evangelism efforts. Like this is our church trying to fulfill the gospel imperative to our neighbors, to the young people. So they're going to go all out. They're going to make it gospel centered. They're going to invite everybody they can. They might be doing door knocking. They might be putting door stop things on doors or hangers, um, put it in the newspaper, everything. A different congregation will have a totally different uh, reason for it sometimes. So based on what I'm hearing from you, your congregation seem to have this being as like a this is just a, a big investment that we're making an opportunity to grow um, ourselves and in, in stepping in doing ministry. Um, when our team has evaluated that presently, I would say that one of our main reasons for doing it isn't so much the younger kids. I mean, that's a big part of it. Uh, don't get me wrong, because it's kind of what Vacation Bible School is all about. But it's the connections that we have with having our teenagers having ministry that they get to serve in, um, they're doing a lot of the roles and yeah. running from class to class, helping um, the teachers there and everything, um, doing some photography and things like that. So that's one part of it. We actually do try to get a team and, and there's, there's give and take for all this, right? So right. if we get a team from our Bible college, the flip side is we get used to maybe not having as many people from our congregation involved as far as the parents go. The positive side of that though, and one of the reasons we've gone for it is because A, 
we think it's really important for our high school students to see kids after high school living out their faith and serving in this way. Um, it's a very powerful testimony to see someone who's giving up their summer, um, other fun plans that they might have, or even working necessarily for an opportunity to take a mission experience of this nature. Um, talking to kids about Jesus all summer long. That's really good. Uh, secondly, we also see that connection that they can make with the kids from the Bible college as another opportunity for them to see that as a potential for their future. We don't force kids to go there. We don't pretend that that's the only legitimate alternative after high school, but we do see the value in the school and we want them to see build connections, like especially if there's a senior or a junior, they might have an opportunity to go with one of the people on the team, which could be a really good connection too. So a lot of those external reasons are actually one of the reasons why our congregation does VBS. Hmm. I know that, uh, I think I echo a lot of what you just said too, but the the reminder again for us at the end of the week, being able to see not just the kids that came in, not just the families that were involved, but as far as leaders too, like as people who don't get a team to see like people and even teenagers, like you said, saying, I want to help out. I don't think I have the leadership qualities to oversee or to take like to chair this Mm -hmm. ministry this summer, but I do want to help out, but I'm not so great at teaching, but I do have a camera. Can I take pictures? Absolutely please right because pictures tell a thousand words right there's a there's a story in the picture and that's definitely something that i think churches can be better on i know that's something that i would love to see our church grow in is not just announcements on our facebook page or even our website with just words but to have a lot of our pictures uh, being attached to that or even just have a post where it's uh, a video and I've been trying to do that with our youth ministry a little bit too. Like whatever we're doing, whether that's you know playing kids playing Jenga before youth group starts, or we're going for a road trip, or we're out at Walmart restocking on Pop. Like I'm taking pictures. Why? Because this is what our ministry looks like. And uh, you know you have different people in your church that have different skills. Someone might not be really great at teaching, but they're willing to do games. And they can coordinate games really well. And I'm willing to serve snacks uh, if that's okay. And I'm willing to even donate some things to snacks or even donating financially, because let's be honest and real for a second, VBS curriculum is not cheap. And I've joked about that. And I want to very clearly say joked because VBS can be a black hole of finances where it you can a cash cow for those where you can just decorate your church to the nines and you want uh how much how many resources do you want to give your teachers mm-hmm. you know and, and how uh, how much do you want to spend on snacks and oh here's this theme and you can i don't know what you're uh what you think here jordan i'll give you a second to think about it the most ridiculous vbs theme that you maybe have seen but uh you can you can really go all out for vbs but at the end of the week, it's still just a week of ministry, really, by, by and large part. You've spent a lot of resources on just one week. So um, I, I want us to be able to approach VBS as not necessarily just one week of ministry, but how can we 
exponentially carry this out, this same ministry and service mindset to everything else that we do throughout the year. Where yes, VBS is one week where we get to really focus on outreach, but how do we allow that week to recharge our outreach throughout the rest of the year? Yeah, that's really good. And I think both of those comments that you made and I made are, are kind of getting behind the scenes as trying to identify how are we going to use this tool? It, and we recognize that Vacation Bible School is a tool that we have in the local congregation to use. It's a familiar tool. Uh, you might have a lot of neighborhood kids that could come to that because it's, like you said, an opportunity to send the kids away. Um, I'm finding more and more that it's not so much like let's offer this when there's nothing going on because there's always other things going on. But it, you know, it's it's an opportunity to to serve others in that way um, and using a tool. But just like you know, you're not going to use a hammer to try to tighten a pipe, at least not very successfully. Um, using the kind of tool, the purpose of the tool matters. And, and that's something that I think sometimes we miss as we're thinking about Vacation Bible School. Um, you know, we're thinking about, we talked about ways to leverage it as being an opportunity for discipleship, uh, an opportunity for outreach, an opportunity for church cohesion. You know, if you're thinking of serving together, that does bring a lot of camaraderie. And when you're clear on the purpose, it really helps identify why you're doing what you're doing. But when you don't understand, so let's say that the leadership team who's in charge of Vacation Bible School is really focusing on more so the development of their own students and discipleship with giving leadership opportunities. And they're less concerned with the evangelism option, but yet the um, church leadership is more thinking the evangelism option and not seeing the discipleship piece. Then you can have some, some conflict of like, why are we doing this? We haven't had neighborhood kids that haven't been a part of our church come the last three years. We need to shuttle this. Whereas if you're able to communicate, actually, you're right, we haven't. But we've had these kids try out teaching, try out leading. And now one of them's teaching Sunday school throughout the year. One of them is uh, involved with our media ministry or running live stream, you know, and then you can see the value of that, which is really significant. And that leads to the bigger question of how might Vacation Bible School fit into the larger mission of your group or your church? And I think sometimes we can be guilty of compartmentalizing and think like this is independent necessarily. But when we do that, we're not marching together, if that makes sense. We have all these offshoots and we're sending energy different ways. But when we can be understanding like this is our mission of our congregation, this is what we are going after. Going back to, you know, earlier last month when we were talking about starting ministry from scratch and we talked about the significance of mission statements and purpose statements, when you can ground it in that, then you're going to have a lot of, of strength behind it. You're clear on what your purpose is of what you're trying to do. Um, you've got cheerleaders who are cheering you on and you're unified. When that's not there, you start getting into the uh challenge of like, is it worth it financially? Is it worth it person-wise? Um, and, and you're kind of floundering. And you even might get to a point of like, is this something that we need to cut? If you're not grounded in your purpose, <sighs> you're right, I went there. If you're not grounded in your purpose and you're doing it just to do it, that ministry energy and investment might be better spent elsewhere. And I think yeah. it's healthy for us to recognize that. Yeah, I think 
too, in addition to all of that, the reminder, again, not for the last time in this series or in this podcast, will we ask, why are we doing what we're doing? Right? And, and I know I mentioned uh, our church kind of viewing this as a, an outreach of saying, hey, we'll come take, we'll, we'll t- watch your kids for a couple hours. This is a chance for us to tell them about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? And we will take every opportunity we can to tell people about Jesus. Your church is not a daycare. Your church is not a rec hall or a community center. It is a church. And your job as the church is to fulfill the Great Commission and make disciples. And one of the ways you do that is by teaching and training. And I think if you focus on Vacation Bible School in that light, then yes, you can you can gauge and measure the success of your Vacation Bible School on those metrics. And I think you should. At the same time, you can do those teaching and training elements everywhere else in other facets of your ministry. So uh, I think there is something to be said about an alternative to Vacation Bible School as well. Um, I know that Jordan and I are kind of, you probably turned off your podcast by this point, like Dan and Jordan are crazy. We're not saying don't do VBS. We're saying try and carry this beyond just a week, figure out why your church is doing this. And I would ask, you know, just encourage you, especially as you're working with maybe your church board or a leadership team for Vacation Bible School to make sure that not just the team, but the entire church is on board and understanding those reasons. Because a lot of people, you know, will still have that mentality of we're doing this because we've always done it. And to use the term that we said before we hit record, Jordan, the the sacred cow of VBS, sometimes Mm -hmm. sacred cows need to die especially when you just fail to, to miss the point, or if it's, if, if it's not something that uh, is necessarily worth pursuing. And I'm not just necessarily talking about VBS. You need to be a little bit creative and maybe a little bit of innovation is required to bring a spark of mission and excitement back into uh, the ministry that you're trying to accomplish through VBS in the first place, which is telling kids about Jesus. And you can do that in a lot of ways. One idea that uh, has come to my attention recently here too, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't wanna let the cat out of the bag too much, but our, our church is considering not just VBS, but uh, even throughout the summer, doing some kind of recreation-based activities where uh, we do a little bit of devotions, we pray, we sing some songs, and then uh, we, send the kids out to just do an activity. You know, what is it that causes people to get together? It's food, it's fellowship, it's some kind of activity or some kind of event. And, you know, if you leverage those to try and accomplish the mission of the church, I think you could have a really great longer lasting ministry than just one week of VBS. Not saying forsake VBS, but again, how can we carry on the, our goals that we're trying to accomplish in VBS into the rest of not just the summer, but the calendar year. Yeah, that's, that's good. And we're going to eventually get to later on this month, talking through um, what might be some different structures for VBS um, and, and some of the how, like, can you stretch it to like a five day club, a backyard thing or different things like that. So that's good. Um, but as I heard you talking about sacred cows, I, mm. I think you were trying to say that sometimes 
those things just need to move over um, for fresh stuff to come in. <laughs> but yeah, he just face palmed. That's the first. I made him face palm. But I was, honestly, I was coming in thinking like, oh, Jordan's going to provide some sense of clarity. Nope, never mind. No. Well, maybe something maybe clear. something beneficial sure not <laughs> but it gets back to the why and and this is really important um and you know if your congregation is is up on like a, taking a different approach that's that's wonderful um if that investment's there but you know some of the let's let's kind of close this out on some bad reasons why to do vbs okay so you mentioned that it's something that we've always done right so i'm going to say here's another bad reason because another church does it and we can't be shown up by them. And like, let's be honest, sometimes that that competition and small town stuff is real. And you know, you gotta try to do bigger and better, or try to draw more kids and it becomes like a bragging right. Like, yeah, we beat the Baptist church or whatever. Not to pick on our Baptist listeners. No. You are a valuable part of the kingdom of God. <laughs> I only said that because they so often beat us. Right. Look what oh, you made no. me do. <laughs> that'll that'll really bend people's minds with the the time space continuum here <laughs> another bad reason would be uh if you're just simply trying to entertain the people that are in your church or give them more busy work to try and accomplish in order to be able to say at the end of the year look what we did look at how many events we held and uh, I, we've spoken a little bit before about event-based ministry instead of focusing on discipleship you can, you can really go all out, but if you're trying to win people with how awesome your activity is or your event is or your outing, you know, the next time you have that event or outing, they're going to be expecting at least that. So you know, whatever you win people with is what you win people to. I was just going to say that because that has been something that I have really adopted and so important. Um, other bad reasons... And, and I think we're, we're stretching the, uh, the realm of reality here by saying this, but like, if you really just love those gimmicky crafts and you're just trying to justify how you can purchase a whole bunch for your family, that's you a bad I, reason. I haven't found one of these crafts in between the seats of my minivan for a while. I think it's time for VBS. <laughs> well, when you have multiple kids, like a dozen of them, you know. So. I don't need more popsicle sticks, please. No. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, before we go down the rabbit hole too far, I think we'll just wrap it up here. And again, as you might be thinking through Vacation Bible School for your congregation, um, maybe you are on board with like, I love VBS. It's such a wonderful thing. That's awesome. Our encouragement to you is make sure you're grounded in understanding what the mission and ministry behind it is. Know your goals, communicate them so that the congregation's on board. Um, and if you might be thinking, I, you know, it's not something I'm wild about. I just dread it every year. We feel like we're just doing it to do it. Um, you have our permission to like think creatively about it and, and ask the question, why are we doing this? And if you can't define an answer, um, maybe it is something that you just as a congregation need to adapt or move on from and, and shift gears to something else. Um, it's, it's not worth pouring ourselves into something that's not beneficial, that's not accomplishing its purpose, just for the sake of doing it. Um, but instead, I, I love what Dan was saying earlier too. Uh, sometimes we just adapt things and change it and it revitalizes and it brings the congregation together. We want to be alive in our ministry. And um, sometimes just a, a change of pace 
starting something new can really spark something in the midst of the congregation that's going to be awesome. So with that, may you be blessed as you plan whatever you're planning for the summer. And if it's vacation Bible school, we pray that you're going to be able to reach those kids with the gospel and uh, see discipleship happen and everything like that. We hope you stay tuned as we continue exploring the depths of Vacation Bible School as we look to the weeks ahead. Until then, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.